yeah, a bit of an introduction first. So we'll go out to, uh, to Sunday school. The title of this talk is Nutrition. And I was telling Ali this morning that um, I was pushed, in, pushed into a corner with this one because um, <laughs> she didn't like that term. <laughs> I was pushed into a corner because uh, this happens every now and again. We get a few gifts of the Holy Spirit. And uh, uh, like um, we had what I can recall like recently three uh, gifts of the Holy Spirit talking about nutrition and how important good nutrition is. And uh, so it's been on my mind for a couple of weeks. Um, and so we, from a natural sense, and that's what draw upon is the natural understanding of uh, good nutrition for our bodies and then the correlation to that with our spiritual walk. Um, so we have, like, for example, uh, chocolate. We all love eating chocolate, don't we? But we know it's not good for us if we always eat chocolate. You know, we, uh, we know that we can uh, have a little bit of chocolate here and there um, because we know that uh, if we ate three meals a day of just chocolate, it'll end up being a disaster. And as you know, I like most foods. Um, but, I mean, I do like Brussels sprouts, but if they're cooked wrong, they're really not that good. But... Um, the thing is, if you know that Brussels sprouts are good for you, and so if that's all you've got, you've got to, got you need the nutrition. You you will eat the Brussels sprouts to keep your your body healthy. Like we understand nutrition in the natural sense, and so there's the aspect. I mean, to use these words, there's uh, nutritious food and there's junk food. Now in our lives, we have both, right? We eat junk food and we eat nutritious food. That's what we do. Now, the correlation is as well in, in the Lord, our uh, uh, life in the Lord, our spiritual life. There's spiritually nutritious food and there's spiritually junk food. And in our spiritual life, there has to be room for both, right? There's a balance between the nutritious food and the junk food. It's just the way we are. And, uh, and But it's to keep that balance. Like you can't just say, oh, nah, no spiritual junk food at all, because that's actually impossible. We, we go to work and we hear things, and I, I'm not going to go into what junk food is. It's, I want everyone individually to look at their own life and say, oh, that's junk food, or that's junk food. I won't actually say what it is, but, but it's our life here on earth. Our spiritual life is made up of junk food and nutritious food. And what I want today is for us to think about that and think about getting the balance right so that uh, we're taking in plenty of nutritious food so that we can also take in a bit of spiritual junk food and it's not affecting our walk. Um, so uh, things that are spiritually good food, meetings. Meetings are great spiritual food. And just on meetings... Um, uh, before moving to Bunbury, I lived up in Geraldton for 18 months. And I thought, yep, no problem, I'll go up there. Um, it's just there's no meetings. And I clearly remember uh, someone saying to me, well, it's a pretty big just. <laughs> and it turned out it was a pretty big just. But talking about things that the Lord uses to his advantage, all things work together for good. So for 18 months, 
I went to meetings in Morley once a fortnight. So I went to the first meeting and the second meeting. And, uh, and you think, oh, once a fortnight, that's great. Fortnightly, you get to meetings. It's really good. But after 18 months, I moved back to Perth and I realised I was emaciated. Um, I wasn't fed properly and it was actually a real shock to me. I thought, my goodness, uh, I've actually slipped. I, my walk has gotten worse. And I was getting meetings once a fortnight. Um, and so I then withdrew within myself. I thought, right, I'm going to... I have to get back established and build my life again. So I, in Perth, uh, they had things on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays. I had only day off was Monday. I was a single bloke. And so I, I had a good job from seven to three. It meant that I could get to all those things to slowly build up. It was a whole year before I was comfortable that I was back to where I was. So meetings, important, um, spiritual tucker, other things, outreaches, camps, prayer meetings, uh, prayer and fasts, fellowship activities, reading the Bible, praying in the Spirit. That's good, nutritious food. Um, so we'll go to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. And we'll start in uh, verse 42. Acts chapter 2 and verse 42, it's after the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, um, and Peter, full of the Holy Ghost, explains what happened, and uh, we get to uh, verse 42, excuse me, excuse me, of Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together, and had all things common, and sold their possessions and goods, and parted them to all men, as every man had need. And they, continuing daily, with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favour with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Wow. Every day, it says there, they continued daily together in the temple. And on top of that, they went from house to house breaking bread. So the communion service, they were together and they were remembering what Jesus did for them every day. So what we have as a framework in the Revival Fellowship like the meetings and the outreaches, the camps, the prayer meetings, the prayer and fasts, uh, fellowship activities as they come up. When we read this, it's actually not enough. Uh, we should actually have more. But as you know, um, we've tried a few different things here in Bunbury and what we have, the organised things that we have here in Bunbury works well for this assembly. Uh, so there's, there's actually no... Like it, it doesn't work to put more in. It's more, it becomes more of a burden to us. But when we read this, what, what we have is actually not enough. Okay? As a result, uh, individually, we have to make up for that individually. Yeah, like the organised activities are fantastic. We get to see the saints, the uh, common goal. We talk about what the Lord's done in our life. But there's an added onus on us to uh, 
to work out what we need to do. Um, Extra effort is needed to find sustained nutrition outside of the organised things that we have, that the fellowship has. Um, that sustained nutrition to keep us strong, to keep us uplifted, to keep us joyous, you know, looking to the Lord, growing. You know, the Lord wants us to grow and flourish and bear fruit um, and to have that balance right because there's all that junk food that gets in the way and so there's that effort required. Um, over to Psalm chapter 55. Uh, Psalm of David, Psalm 55. We'll read a couple of verses in this. A little snippet of what David did in his private life. Psalm 55. Psalm chapter 55 and verse 16. Psalm chapter 55 and verse 16. As for me... I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. That's what David was doing in his personal life. He was king of Israel. There's a lot of stuff going on. And uh, in the evening and in the morning and at noon he was praying and crying aloud. Now, I don't want anyone to put their hand up, but who here does that? (laughs) Guaranteed. I don't do that myself. And so this here I see, look, that is where we have in our mind, I need to seek the Lord more. I need more effort in my private life to, uh, to have, be nutritious and make uh, wise decisions and saying, look, okay, that junk food, that can wait, Okay. Maybe tomorrow or maybe I had some junk tucker yesterday and uh, no, I want to seek the Lord now and uh, um, put that effort in in our private lives for that uh, good spiritual nutrition. Go to uh, Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, just another verse, single verse here. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 12. I've kind of alluded to this. Um, But Philippians chapter 2 and verse 12. Wherefore, my beloved, people that Paul cares for, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. We'll just stop there. So, today at meetings... We're all together, we're in the presence of each other, we're encouraged to seek the Lord and look to the Lord and uh, diminish our, um, our junk food intake. And what it's saying here is, look, okay, it's great, together we're doing it. When we disappear and are in our own homes, sorry, in our own homes, you know, you still just go on and you seek the Lord and you press in for that nutritious food. Um, and, uh, and that's where effort's required. You know, sometimes even, you know, after Sunday, the two meetings, it's great seeing, seeing uh, the saints. We pack up, uh, which is great fellowship as well during the pack up, and then we jump in the car, and then for some reason we've forgotten about God <laughs> as we drive out the car park. It, uh, it takes effort um, 
like not only in, our, in the presence of the saints, but also when we're on our own. Um, not as in my presence only, but now much more, more emphasis, more effort is required in my absence. And then it goes, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Work out the balance yourself. In those a list of things that I had there, some people can't get to them. There's things that go on. There's things that get in the way. You know, uh, it's just what happens. I mean, we weren't here last week. It just happens. Like sometimes you need a rest, you need a break, whatever. We're made of flesh and blood. Things get in the way, so you have to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Put the effort in yourselves to work out what the right balance is uh, so that you are growing, you're feeding on good, nutritious, spiritual food. Um, over to James chapter 1. And as you know, I, uh, until recently, I didn't like that word balance. Things are either black and white, apparently. It's a balance. Life is a balance. And one day you might have the balance smack on. Next day it's all over the place. You've got to readjust. And then it goes and you've got to get that balance right. Um, James chapter 1 and verse 22. James chapter 1 and verse 22. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, See, there's this, these are effort things. This man shall be blessed in his deed or in what he does. If any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Pure religion and undefiled before God is the, and the father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. So that's more nutritious uh, things there. Spiritual nutritious is to uh, visit the fatherless and the widows uh, in the state that they're in. That's their affliction, you know, um, and also putting that effort in to uh, keep himself unspotted from the world. And if we're spiritually strong uh, and we've got that mindset of looking to the Lord, um, to look up, to actually bend your neck and look up to God, um, focused on him, it helps us to stay unspotted from the world. But here it says here, this passage that I've read, doers of the word and not hearers only. There's things to do. There's effort required to get that balance right, to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, knowing that, hey, look, wait a minute, there's fear and trembling required here because it's a matter of spiritual life and spiritual death. It's a matter of whether I'm going to be raised up to meet the Lord in the air or not and uh, get that balance right. Uh, Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. And we'll start in verse 9. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 9. There remaineth therefore a rest 
to the people of God. That spiritual rest. For he that is entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works. Okay? That's the distinction. If we've entered our rest, we're no longer pursuing our own goals, but we're looking to what God's goals are and what his works are, as God did from his. Verse 11. Let us labour, therefore, there's effort required, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief, referring to those that fell by the wayside when they were wandering through the wilderness. That's that reference there, that unbelief, and they, they died in the wilderness and they didn't see the promised land. Verse 12, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two, two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It's a powerful word that we have, and it's, uh, it's a, a powerful, so much so that it's like, a, whoa, is that the case? Wake us up. <laughs> that power, oh, okay, this is what the Lord needs. He, he, he wants us to labour, therefore, to enter into that rest, that, um, that place of comfort, knowing that, hey, I've met my maker. I know the meaning of life. I am now a part of the kingdom of God. I'm laying up treasure in heaven, which is now, because I'm in the kingdom of God. Um, And I'm reaping the reward of uh, following God's ways and doing his work. And uh, and when there are those situations, as we heard in in testimony, um, we're in a position, yes, it affects us really badly. We are people, we're human beings, but because of the strength of the Spirit in, that comfort that the Lord provides, we're in a position to, uh, to, to stay strong. And yes, in our flesh, we wax and wane in strength, but God is constant. He's our rock, and uh, it's that power that, uh, that is in him and through the Holy Spirit. Uh, if we, and this passage here, the key is, to understand that we've entered our rest. We're no longer struggling. It's, uh, it's not in our own strength that we achieve salvation. It's from God. It's uh, graciously imparted on us. But it's this weird thing that um, we, we have to put that effort in to uh, understand what's good and what's not good, so good for our walk in the Lord. 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 4. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused, if it be received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. But refuse profane and old wives' fables, and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. This is a faithful saying. There's faith required 
knowing that if you put the effort in and uh, the spiritual exercise, you know, uh, there's faith there, the Lord, you'll get results and worthy of all acceptation. For therefore we both labour and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is the saviour of all men, especially of those that believe. So verse 8, you know, it says plainly, bodily exercise profiteth little. And, uh, and then it follows on from verse 9, which I said, this is a faithful saying. So when we uh, eat nutritious food, we exercise, we keep active, we can see results in our body. Um, it, it's remarkable how the body adapts. Um, I went on a, a trip uh, quite a while ago and there's a lot of exercise required in that and the body adapted very quickly to that and you, you feel healthier as a result and stronger in the body as a result. But with spiritual exercise, it's not quite as obvious and that's why it's a faithful saying. Okay, There's this analogy, okay, if I put the effort in in my body, I get a result. Well, the same is going to be true if I put the spiritual exercise in. I'll get a result spiritually. It's a faithful saying for us to understand. And moving back, like it says there in uh, verse 6, uh, nourished up in words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. So that reference, nourished food, I didn't read it, but it was talking about uh, foods that are unclean and clean. Like it's and it doesn't matter now in the New Testament era. We eat the food that is uh, of, uh, you know, it's basically been created by God and it's, it's okay for our bodies. And there's faith and good doctrine knowing and understanding that that was an Old Testament law that had a spiritual um, example to it. But now in the New Testament, filled with the Holy Spirit, we don't need to worry about that, but we do have to worry about what's spiritually unclean and what's spiritually clean, okay? Nourished up in this spiritually clean thing, that good doctrine, uh, and then it goes through and refusing. See, now I, I imagine that when it says, but, refuse. Okay, refuse. So that's what I imagine, push aside. Uh, that's junk food. Refuse that. It's not good for uh, the spiritual health, which is the profane and old wives' fables. You know, look at, the words in the Bible, right? In this Bible, these are words of encouragement, of building up, of growth. Uh, Psalm 92, Psalm chapter 92. Psalm chapter 92. And verse 12, Psalm chapter 92 and verse 12. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing to show that the Lord is upright, he is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. So this planting in the house of the Lord, drawing upon the living waters, uh, drawing upon those things that are good for our spiritual walk, 
we become strong, and it uses the word fat, you know, like we're, uh, we're uh, well, um, well nourished in the things spiritually, we're spiritually fat, and flourishing, you know, like uh, just uh, bursting forth with the joy of the Lord. You know, uh, just happy about what the Lord's doing in our life and uh, look happy about what the Lord's doing in other people's lives. That's what happens when uh, we are planted in the house of the Lord, right in the middle of things, doing as much as we can for the Lord. Okay? Do the best we can and, uh, and having that discernment of what's right and what's good and what's not good. Proverbs chapter 13 and we want to flourish, don't we? We want the most out of our life uh, as we uh, follow the things of the Lord and let us flourish. Let's be planted in the house of the Lord. Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 1. Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 1. A wise son heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner heareth not rebuke. A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the transgressors shall eat violence. He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life, but he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. Excuse me. The soul of the sluggard desireth and hath nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. There's that, that uh, term there, again, like plump in the things of the Lord. So if you're lazy uh, in the things of the Lord, you desire. And I've seen it a few times. There's people that aren't putting the effort in in their private lives. It's like, oh, why are they getting the blessing? Why are they getting the healing? You know, why this, why that? You know, it's up to the Lord, of course. But um, there's a, if you're not putting the effort in the things of the Lord, you're in a position of desire, unfulfilled. Like when you desire, you are unfulfilled. The Lord wants us to be fulfilled uh, in his kingdom. You know, uh, our cup runneth over. Uh, the windows of heaven are opened. We feel fulfilled and comforted and uh, content as well. That's another word, content. He wants that. And so, but then the soul that is diligent, you know, uh, uh, the word that was used in testimony was we are disciples. We're disciplined ones, diligent uh, of these things and uh, knowing that uh, we will be fat, we will be well nourished, we will be comf- comfortable, content uh, spiritually in the things of the Lord. Uh, penultimate scripture, Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 1. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 1. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart so shalt thou find favour and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, 
and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Honour the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Now we read those uh, last two verses with a spiritual mindset. You know, uh, yes, in Old Testament it uses, sorry, beg your pardon, it uses natural things to explain. But in a, nat- in a spiritual sense, you know, uh, our cup runneth over, our barns are filled with plenty, presses shall burst out with new wine. It means we're happy with what we've got. We're happy with our relationship with the Lord. We're not constantly wanting more to fulfil our life. You know, God's given us everything. Whether we're poor or whether we're rich, we're happy. You know, whether we have an abundance of possessions or whether we're a minimalist. (laughs) Clash of cultures in my house regarding that one. Uh, uh, We're happy. We're content. And, uh, and it starts with honouring the Lord, honouring the Lord with all that we have. And uh, we have that inner, th- inner, uh, inner beauty and uh, that strength. And, uh, and it uses, again, a term that, um, that we read earlier, marrow to thy bones. Strength, but it's not only strength, because uh, bones that don't have marrow are brittle. So uh, bones that are malleable and flexible and uh, adaptable uh, to, to what's going on around us, so that, uh, but within us we're strong, and we have that um, that focus on the things of the Lord. Finish up on Philippians chapter four. Philippians chapter four. Philippians chapter four. And verse four. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4. And verse 4 is a great example of wonderful, spiritually nutritious food. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. That will build you up really well in the things of the Spirit. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Verse 5. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. You know, keeping things in perspective. Is it worth having that argument? Is it worth um, pushing your point? Is it worth being arrogant on that thing, thinking you're right? Um, You know, let your moderation be known to all men. Look, the Lord's at hand. And that is the result as well, that contentment within you. The Lord's at hand, that perspective. Verse 6, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace, as a result of this, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, Whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things, those things which you have both learnt and received and heard and seen 
in me, do, do yourselves, and the God of peace shall be with you. Okay? And that's good advice there in verse 8. You know, uh, our minds can be um, caught up, you know, with negative things, you know, uh, whatever it might be, circumstances. And the Lord's saying, look, take a moment, if you can, to break away, have some prayer and think on the things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, lovely. <laughs> I think of those that think on things that are lovely. <laughs> Um, and then your mindset changes and it's all back into perspective and you're building up the spirit and you're rejoicing in the Lord always, which is exactly what the Lord wants. Okay, thank you.